This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello, everyone. This is the Evil Chocolate Cookie bringing you the Saturday edition of the Jeopardy Chronicles. How fitting that that text tone go off now, since we're talking about Jeopardy. (laughs) But as is customary, on Saturdays, this is our Spotlight segment. And this week, we are actually going to spotlight a human for once. I know we haven't done that in a while, because there are just so many that I've not been able to keep track of who to spotlight. But I know who we're picking on this week, because this person, two years ago, was on a streak. A streak that would eventually number 40 games. Yeah, I'm talking about Amy Schneider. You knew this was going to happen. You you just knew it. So, yeah, let's just get into it. So when Amy showed up, it was, you know, during the time that Andrew He, who we know I do not think very highly of, not as a contestant, as, you know, a, an individual with a desirable personality. I do not think very highly of him in that regard. He could he could play like nobody's business, but just his general attitude I can't I can't get behind. But Amy showed up while we thought he was going to be on a winning streak. And he almost was. A big one. Well, bigger than what it was anyway. One one clue made the difference in that game, as I recall. Which is generally, the, I've noticed, the case with Super Champs. Ken Jennings, one clue. Madame Odio, one clue. Just two notable ones that I can think of. But that, that one clue fortunately went in Amy's favor and she won her first game. And then she just kept winning and winning and winning, and winning, and it was awesome. And, you know, people made this whole big deal out of her being transgender and all that kind of stuff. Shut, shut up! And in all fairness, that wasn't something we'd seen a whole lot on the show. But it really didn't impact anything as far as, you know, my enjoyment of watching and just how well she was playing or any of, anything like that. The only thing that threw some people, I know it threw my, my mother and it threw me at first, was, you know, voice. Because my, my first impression of someone is their voice. And the name and the voice just weren't matching and I was confused and I'm like, huh? I wasn't trying to be mean. I was just like, wait a minute. What's going on here? But then once I, you know, understood it, obviously it made sense. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can understand that. That makes, that's, that's perfectly clear. It didn't bother me. I was just confused. But just watching her play was amazing. 
Like, she kept pulling out these huge wins, just game after game after game, and it was just so many kinds of epic. And she doesn't take no bullcrap from trolls, either. Run New Year's Eve a couple years ago, people were giving her fists, and she posted something on Twitter to the effect of... Oh, gosh, how did she word it? Let me see. Something along the lines of, all these people are so clever thinking they can point out to me that, truthfully, I'm a man. That point had never occurred to me. You know, being, Amy being Amy. Just, you you know, kind of, you've seen her personality if you watched her play. You got mail, so. And I commented. I said, you know yourself better than anybody else. And the people that are giving you fits can take a hike. Something along those lines. I just, if if anyone's going through something like that, I always want them to know they've got my support and that I'm not going to stand for that. That wasn't the first time I, you know, stepped up for a complete stranger dealing with the same thing and it's not going to be the last. It actually, it hasn't been the last. I've done it several times. But, it just, I'm pointing this out just because, just her attitude. I, I liked her attitude. Instead of, you know, curling up and crying in a corner, she was letting people know that that kind of bull, you know what, wouldn't gonna fly. My filter almost popped off again. And I applaud that, you know, having that, Having that kind of self-confidence, I, I definitely applaud that. But, yeah. And something else I applaud, too, more focused on the game. Amy's streak was actually broken up by the Professor's Tournament that December. Did it throw her off her game? Nope. Not one teensy little bit. Once that tournament stopped and she came back, it was just like nothing had happened. It was just bam, 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 bam. And it it was just so amazing. Just like, wow. I mean, we'd seen Madame Odeo play earlier in the year. But when you see a player like that, play combined with an awesome personality it's infectious and you just immediately love it I will not shut up Mr. Phone that was incredibly rude but yeah just just watching her play and holding my breath okay is she gonna pass James Holtzauer she passes James Holtzauer she gonna pass Matamodio? Is he or is he gonna actually get to hold on to his second place spot? She passes Matamodio and puts him in third place just a couple of months after he ended up in second. And then I got so nervous when she actually when she tied Matt. Actually, I was nervous just about every Monday because of the aforementioned Monday curse. We actually spotlit the Monday curse back in the early days of this podcast. I was so nervous. I'm like, please, no Monday curse. No Monday curse. No Monday curse. Please, no Monday curse. 
We didn't get a Monday curse, which definitely helped me feel a little better. I think we got a Tuesday curse. And, no, we got a Wednesday curse. My bad. I can't do... Was, yeah, it was Wednesday. I can't math today, you guys. I'm sorry. But that... That game in and of itself was just... Wow. We actually saw the person who beat her, uh, Roan Tolsma. Actually, we actually saw him in Champions Wildcard recently. And he had to make a very gutsy move to win that game. Had Amy gotten that final Jeopardy right, he wouldn't have won that game. But because she missed it, and, of course, lost money. And another thing I liked about... Another thing I liked about, you know, during her run. She posted on her Twitter and on her Facebook. Every day with game analysis of the previous game. She would talk about, you know, what it was like. And what really messed... What kind of stuff really affected her. And just... She would critique herself, basically, and it was the most interesting thing in the world. I would haunt Facebook trying to read it every day. I'd read it on Twitter if I had to, but it was all it was split up into like a bazillion posts on Twitter, and that wasn't much fun trying to scroll through and find the start. But that was one of the things that I looked forward to reading every single day. And she did the same thing in the Tournament of Champions, and I do believe in Masters, too. Although in Masters, I wasn't really looking. Because my Facebook timeline is a kind of a mess. But just, just seeing that, it was one of those, oh my lord, what the? Kind of things. But... Yeah, I, she more than deserves a spotlight here. And actually, I have briefly bumped into her. She did an AMA on the r slash Jeopardy subreddit. And I worked up my nerve and posted a question. I may or may not have been fangirling a little bit. Because, well, I mean, I kind of fangirled the first couple of times I looked at that place anyway. Because it's so full of Jeopardy players. But, you know... Being in texting proximity with one of my favorites like that, had him had it been Ken Jennings, Ken Jennings is my all-time favorite. But I, I'd say Amy is a very, very close second. So I was able to string together enough English words to post my question. And considering how many people were participating in that thread, I was so amazed that I got a response back. And it just... It made me happy. I mean, I know she was doing an AMA after all, but she took time out of her day to answer my question. And I love that. I was just like, oh my god, is this really happening? It was just so many kinds of awesome. I loved it. But... I do hope we see more of her. I know she had a rough time out of Masters. 
coming right off the heels of that Tournament of Champions win, though, I can definitely understand. Brain fatigue is a real thing. But, yeah, um, I, I definitely hope we see more of her in some capacity, no matter what it is. And we just might with, you know, in Jeopardy Invitational and Man and Masters being an annual thing. We just, we don't know. So, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up our spotlight for the week. And as usual, I'm going to say thank you for tuning in. Good night. Thank you for tuning in. And as Alex would say, so long, everybody. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast in Evil Chocolate Cookie production.